Welcome to the Yeah We Know podcast, part of the More You Know's podcast network. You're in the ring with Jimmy, Chris, and Rod, and we're going to start off right away, everybody, with the big news from day one. Rod, you got all your picks right. Yes, I did. Uh, I'm really rounding into form. I think that everybody that is interested in making correct predictions should start listening to the wisdom that I'm dropping on a weekly basis on this podcast. I told you Nia Jax was going to squash Becky Lynch because then that was going to be a match at the Rumble. What are we looking at? I told you my guy Seth Rollins would have absolutely no trouble with Drew McIntyre whatsoever. That was an easy breezy match. Nothing weird happened whatsoever. Seth just won. Let's move on. And then I also told you that Ivy Nile would get through a commercial break. And I'll be damned if she didn't. So I don't know what else you want from me here, Jimmy. Chris, other than your uh, your main event uh, wishful thinking, uh, I think everyone else got pretty much all those matches right too, right? Yeah, for the most part, I was definitely wrong with the main event. I will say that okay. you can Wait listen to Rod. That Nia Jackson, yeah. Becky Lynch were going to get counted out. How's that right? Well, it wasn't. It wasn't necessarily right. But I will say this, Rod. It wasn't agree. necessarily right, <laughs> meaning it was wrong. I do agree that if you're going to listen to Rod, listen to him on this podcast. I definitely wouldn't take his picks from the NBA podcast or the or the Walls and Brew podcast. Shots fired. Wow. All right. So the big news from yesterday is how terrific Jinder Mahal is. Correct, Rod? Listen, all right, I, of course, know what the big news is, and we'll get to that here in a second, but that's mm-hmm. a tough spot for our guy. We haven't seen him for a while. He's cutting a, an age-old promo, anti-American, but I think he did it very, very well. I want to give props to our guy before we then go all praise to the king. So the one the one thing that was tough, really tough for him is people knew someone else was coming out because in the background, you could see everyone just have their camera pointed at the stage the entire time he was talking. He had some that saying the the Star Spangled Banner in Punjab, something unique. Haven't really heard that before. I think, but people didn't really boo him, Chris, because they knew somebody was coming out. Okay, I was confused to begin with. I don't know. Who I have this no doubt guy. in my mind. I have no idea who this guy is. I've never seen him wrestle. I instinctively thought this was a guy who had previously held the world title. Am I wrong? Or did, has he? No, he was. Oh, he did. He, yes. Yeah. yeah. He was a deke. He was a deke. But oh. everybody knew about the deke. But see, I, I did it. As a newer fan in this era, I did not. Because I just assumed this was a guy. I did not expect for the people's champ to come strutting out. I was as surprised as everybody. Well, more so than everybody, if you say everybody was looking over there waiting for somebody else to come out. Oh, so they knew it was going to be The Rock. Yeah, this, yeah, this, this Chris, is a tried-and-true staple of WWE, no matter who's in charge. They're going to bring somebody out that they're going to, you know, a little bait-and-switch. It's like, hey, we got a new cha- you know, champion coming out. Who's it going to be? Is it H- Hogan? Is it The Rock? Is it Austin? No, it's Jinder Mahal, who was given the a, a championship run that will go down in history just to look and see what happened there. But everyone then knew that someone else was coming out because that was not going to be the big surprise, right? And the fact that it was The Rock was very surprising to everybody. But the you know the the lead here is at the very end after he took care of you know uh, you're a douchebag. Um, by the way, they didn't they didn't. Uh, uh, censored douchebag which was good because uh, it worked a lot better that way you know it's so funny because it's and i i saw the rock's face 
And he's like, I'm going to go out to eat. Should I sit in a booth? And he's like, they don't know where I'm going with this. And this is going to be fantastic. Because I'm like, what the, what the hell? Should I sit at the bar? And they still don't know where I'm going with this. Watch this. Or should I sit at the head of the table? Which just threw the entire WWE universe into an uproar, didn't it? It absolutely did. Uh, I'd be interested to see numbers, right, and spiking because my first thought was that move is absolutely perfect. And I'll tell you why I think it's perfect, Jimmy. It's because it gets the casuals who know who The Rock is involved in Monday Night Raw, and then it absolutely pisses off the hardcore wrestling fans who have been sitting around their bedside tables for over a year waiting for Cody Rhodes to finish his story. Now The Rock says something like that, and everybody's panties getting a bunch. Chris King, how are your panties tonight? (laughs) Probably not as bunched up as yours, Jimmy, because I think that was a shot at you from Rod bringing up Cody Rhodes and his story. He never said Cody Rhodes' name. Could have been anybody. Could have been CM Punk. Could have been Seth Rollins. Cody Rhodes. No, I didn't hear it. (laughs) So, yeah, this is this is the match that you want, right? You want Roman Reigns. You want the Rocket at WrestleMania. It's what you want. You want to have the biggest event you possibly can, and this will get mainstream attention all over the world because it is the Rock and it is Roman Reigns. How do we get that freaking title off of Roman Reigns before WrestleMania is the question. Because it does not need to be for the championship. And I argue it shouldn't be because if it is, gentlemen, The Rock should not win. Roman Reigns should win if this is for the championship, Rod. That's why it's going to be for the championship, Jimmy. Come on. I've been I've been on this as well, and I just started this podcast with how hot I've been, so you might want to take this under advisement, but we're going all the way to September, all right? I mean, yeah. we're going all the way to September. I mean, I'll, Cody's story be damned, The Rock being one of the biggest legends the WWE's ever seen coming back and related to Roman Reigns be damned. We are getting to Hogan. That's just all there is to it. So what better way to, de- to further tell this story than we can look back and remember he even beat The Rock and he's beat John Cena and we can just start naming them off. That's what's happening here. Chris, um, you're one for the uh, the big conspiracy theories sometimes. And in wrestling, you're definitely in that. Do you think this was the plan the entire time Or do you think maybe somebody like a Vince McMahon came in and said, last year, Cody's not going to win the championship. We're going to keep it on Roman. What do you think? What do you think went went into the, uh, why did they do this? I don't think that the WWE has enough long-term planning to have figured this out a year to a year and a half ago, especially when you're bringing in people like the rock, especially the rock, because you don't know what kind of, of real schedule he's going to be able to do any kind of work with. So it's, it's tough for them to be out like, okay, now we're going to do this. And to actually think that they're going to be able to plan out, we're going to make this run until September or until we can get Hogan in the ring somehow, which I think would be the absolute, wrong move most wrong move you could do i think you got orton back you let him be a legend killer you take out roman before this head of the table fight and that's where the real story is 
So I like that you bring that up. Here's my own, and and I know we we've had we've had we've had some lively text conversations today, and I really appreciate it, gentlemen. Um, my main point there is Randy Orton Rod, as you know, is a made man. Randy Orton does not need to beat Roman Reigns to cement his legacy for the title after three years. Oh no, absolutely not. Is that happening, Rod? I don't. No, I don't either. Listen again, I told you we're going all the way to September. That's what we're doing. We're going all the way to September. And here's the, what I like to say, Jimmy. I think it's yeah. a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B, right? The question you asked, Chris. I believe in the church of Jim Risco when it comes to wrestling, right? And you have always told me that the WWE is terrible at long-term storytelling. So I don't believe that somebody sometime when Roman Reigns first got the belt said, hey, we're going after Hogan. I think absolutely the no plan chance. was maybe for him to lose it at one of these manias and just for whatever reason didn't happen. I think you're right about the McMahon of it all. That's definitely a possibility. But now that we're here, I think somebody's saying to themselves, okay, we all love Hulk Hogan, but we also know that Hulk Hogan has a bit of a checkered past. What if we could have somebody be able to overtake Hulk Hogan in our record books? And I just think that somebody looks at that as a good idea now. It's weird because I don't, I don't think people care. I don't, yeah, really right. don't think they care that because you're never going to go to seven or eight years. I mean, that's ridiculous, right? Yeah. Although three years is also kind of ridiculous as well, right? So Brian Alvarez on Wrestling Observer, uh, Observer Radio or Wrestling Observer Live, uh, this last episode they have, had this theory. And it does make sense where I think the plan all along was Cody to beat Roman last year at Mania. Because after Mania, what did you have? You had Cody and Brock Lesnar. That was a terrific feud that they had back and forth. Then you had, and you know what? Cody could have even lost that championship to Lesnar the second time and then regained it the third time. Oh, that I would have loved you seen that. You'd have come on here so hot had that happened, though. You'd have been so hot had that happened. After the second time, I probably would have, but the third time I would have been like, okay, I see what's going on. But then Roman was all in this tag team feuds with the Usos and, and seeing what was going on there. So I can see where that might have happened, where the plan was this, but then Vince McMahon came back. If you remember, he came back right before Mania, shocking, and he said, oh, no, 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 we're going to keep it on Roman Reigns. So that could that that's one of those conspiracy theories that, that could have happened uh, for sure. Chris... Can you, as a new viewer, are you okay with Roman Reigns continuing this working every now and then schedule until probably either it's got it's September, which sucks because it's not it's not SummerSlam. It's gonna have you don't want to do a fast lane. You want to go all the way to Survivor Series at the at the earliest, Chris. No, I'm not really happy about it, and nor do I want to wait that long to see, you know, a major belt change hands, all right? Literally, for the most part, I have seen the big belts not change at all since I started watching, all right? You've never Roman, seen the world title change. Never. I, I I don't even think I've seen the intercontinental title change. You guys have not. really, really, really wanted that title to change as well, the, uh, the heavyweight title. You guys have called for that to change so many times and you keep being wrong. Yeah, I've called like, it like four times out of six months. Like it's 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 becoming to the point that if if he doesn't lose it by WrestleMania, I stop really caring about it all. That title doesn't mean anything to me anymore. I'm more interested in Rollins and his title. 
So we do have, but that's a, that's an interesting aspect though. You brought that up, and I was going to go there. Thank you, Chris. That broadcasting school is paying off a lot. Um, we do have a champion that's there all the time. That is your working man's champion. Okay, we have Seth Rollins put on another terrific match with Drew McIntyre. I hate the thirty-eight commercial breaks; it really kills the match. But you can't do much about that. However, you do then have that champion who's a special attraction. Do we want a special attraction Brock Lesnar champion, Rod? Or do we want someone else like a Randy Orton or Cody Rhodes who's going to be in the uh, on TV and wrestling more? I, I continue to have many thoughts about this, probably more than I should, frankly, right? The WWE universe and watching things on Peacock and looking back at old matches and listening to podcasts just take up way too much of my time. And God bless the yeah, WWE we know. for that. So, yeah, exactly. And I land on this, right? When it comes to Roman Reigns, I fear you don't know what you got till it's gone, right? And I think that all of us are getting a little sick of Roman Reigns because he's around and we get sick of the same and we all want change and change seems cool and products out there know that change is cool and that's why they're tweaking their formula, switching the logo. All of that stuff happens all the time because things get Making stuff smaller. Gotcha. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, making it smaller. (laughs) We all, you know, coaches say they can only have people listen to him for so many years. So we get that things get stale. But what I fear is... When Roman Reigns isn't really around much, and let's be honest with ourselves here, okay? You take the belt off of Roman Reigns, other than throwing a truckload of money at him, it's not like he's going to start showing up all the time then either, right? He's probably going to show up even less. And I think Roman Reigns is really, really, really good at his job. Absolutely fabulously good at his job. And the fact that he's related to The Rock and he's related to so many other people, he just sits in such a sweet spot that I appreciate what Roman Reigns does for professional wrestling. And so I find myself, although I agree with a lot of what Chris is saying, I find myself trying to appreciate the greatness that is Roman Reigns. And I know it sounds like I'm buying into the storyline because that's what they're selling us. But I also, at the same time, it's true. See, I don't buy into that, though. As a newer guy, I have not seen this guy do anything outlandishly special, is what I would call it. I never see him pin anybody on his own. I never see what I would call a match of the year type candidate. Maybe, maybe a couple of those with Brock were really great matches, but like for the most part, it's the same rehash thing over and over and over again. And I've only seen him like eight times, nine times. So I, I love that point. I think that's a terrific point. And I think that might be something where Rod, you know, when, when, when Rod said, what is he going to do if he loses the belt? Well, maybe if he loses the belt, he kind of goes on a revenge tour and tries to build himself up and maybe turn him babyface while he goes through every single person that has that that he didn't beat correctly and and then maybe you start seeing that that could be something that happens uh because he's been he's been that number one heel that number one guy in the promotion for so long that i can see where you're coming from chris because he does not wrestle that much he used to and people hated him but now they love him to hate him. So it's an interesting point, Rod. Well, I, I could see that too. No, Chris. Have him hit, have him hit rock bottom and have to work his way up. There's nothing better in, in America than watching some, somebody reach greatness fall all of us cheer that he fell from greatness yeah. and then seeing him pick himself up and work his way back up. Hit, hit rock bottom, huh? Chris. Yeah. 
Okay, just making sure we're on the same page there. there. I, all right. I guess I want to clarify a little bit of what I'm saying to make sure that all the folks out there in podcast land understand what I was meaning here. I'm not it's trying to say that. Well, Chris is never going to understand what I'm saying. We've been having this fight for too many years, and we're not going to solve it here on this podcast. But I'm not saying that Roman Reigns is a Chad Gable, Gunther level technician, right? Like, that's not necessarily what I'm saying, right? What I am saying is, again, I'm going to quote the Church of Jamriska here, right? quiet intensity and pausing is harder right it's harder we like la night an awful lot but come on man la night the macho man we can all do that now do we have enough bravado are we quick enough on our feet to be good at it no but all of us can walk down to the ring puff our chest out and spin around and tell people we're awesome right but like that quiet intensity that roman reigns has is unmatched and the other thing that i notice about roman reigns all of these guys say the best characters are amped up versions of your real life self. But come on, L.A. Knight doesn't walk around acting like that in normal life, right? He just doesn't. The Undertaker wasn't an evil dude who was rolling his eyes back in everyday life, right? Like these are characters and you can tell they're playing a character. When Roman Reigns walks out there, he looks at absolutely, it just all feels so real. And I just want to give him credit for that. There's a lot of guys you can tell are playing it up and acting and with Roman Reigns. It all seems so real. I'm excited to see what happens on Friday SmackDown. Are we going to get Roman? I'm assuming we are. Um, I'm excited. We'll see what happens there. Let's move on to R-Truth. R-Truth, Chris King, is new to you. Yes. He is, was, and always will be a national treasure. I, I, can, I can see why instantly already. R-Truth, many years ago, Chris, came out and was doing his rap thing. And I believe he said, what's up, Green Bay, I think. But he was actually in Madison. Right? Or vice versa. Okay? And people laughed at it. And Vince McMahon thought it was funny. So now our truth is an idiot. And he does something like that all the time. If you haven't YouTubed our truth talking about his Money in the Bank ladder match and Kane looking at him and saying... You're not even in the match. And R-Truth says, oh, that's on me. That's my bad. He is terrific. He always will be terrific. And he's also very good in the ring. His interactions with Judgment Day, with The Miz. Terrific. That's what a mid-carder should do. I love it, Rod. Oh, listen. R-Truth is always going to score points with me because, again... R-Truth is the easiest way to give me a situation I really don't want to pay attention to, but now I'm going to pay attention to it, right? That's what R-Truth does. Remember the last time the 24-7 belt was a thing and we had Reggie and Dana and there was a marriage and then Tamina was going to marry Tazawa. I mean, and R-Truth was doing the wedding. I mean, it was just a bunch <laughs> of absolute nonsense, but I still wanted to see it every week because Truth was bringing the fire, right? He's like a reliever. You bring him out of the bullpen. You tap the shoulder. You say, bring me to lefty, right? And R-Truth comes out of the bullpen, and he's throwing gas every time, and it's absolutely fabulous. I don't want to see J.D. McDonough in the ring for any reason, but right now, I want to see J.D. McDonough because of the thing going on between him and R-Truth where R-Truth basically expelled him from the judgment day, and nobody's willing to talk about it. Chris, what are your thoughts on R-Truth, buddy? So, yeah, um, after he showed up like what, a month ago or so, I did see a couple things on YouTube with him. One that stood out in particular was him getting 
Brock Lesnar to almost fall out of the ring laughing when he said he was going to take out Paul Heyman in the Royal Rumble match, I think it was. Uh, I love it. I love that dim-witted type character that he plays. I think it's hilarious. I love, absolutely love what he's doing with J.D. Madonna. This is the only reason, I, like Rod said, that I even care what J.D. is doing or anything out there. So it's making me care about mid-carters that I normally wouldn't. So why wouldn't I love him? And he's absolutely hilarious. He is. And I, I like that a little, little, little fun to the judgment day. It's kind of getting a little stale here and there on some things. Speaking of getting stale, I'm joking. It's Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre. Uh, Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre. I just wish they could do a full match without commercial breaks because it really does hurt the match. Uh, you can do all the picture and pictures you want. But at the very end, Drew McIntyre, Chris, your boy only has himself to be mad at because no way anyone has ever pulled the guy that freaking far over on a pin. You pin him so <laughs> far, but he wrenched that so far. He almost pulled Seth Rollins on top of himself to get that foot on the rope, Chris. Yeah, he was trying to fold him in half, and he, he just was not smart enough to realize he was too close to the ropes because – that wasn't Seth reaching for the ropes. That was Drew just putting those feet putting right his there. foot on the ropes. How yeah. dare you? You have no evidence to prove that. That is a baseless claim by you, and I do not appreciate here's, the libelous take at my guy Seth Rollins here. He knew what he was doing. He put his foot on the rope. Come on. Here, here's, not, here's not a baseless accusation. This is what the third time or fourth time Drew has saved Seth Rollins from that uh, money in the bank contract from Damien. I don't I don't understand what you're saying. These people are foolish and dim-witted to borrow a word from you. They haven't even been able to cash in right. They're always too busy talking to one another. Who's cashing in? What ref do I tell? This ref do I tell them it's legal and then they mess up. Don't don't give Drew any credit here. Drew is okay. going to go absolute zero dark 30, Chris. All right. You were you were really retching yourself around on the last heel turn. He's going even darker this time, my boy. And I don't know if Drew McIntyre's contract has been uh, been signed yet. So this could be a kind of farewell coming up forward. And that would stink. A good old-fashioned loser leaves town match? That would be incredible. You know, could be. Uh, I, uh, I really love Drew. Um, but... Chris, you may have to turn the channel uh, in a couple months. You know, oh, you're going to have to go watch the Janitor's League, Chris. Good luck with that. <sighs> I don't think I will. That's going to be sad. That's going to be sad. Now, let me let me ask you guys this. We've talked about this Damian Priest, Money in the Bank. Let's El go, Senor. Chris. That's where I was going. Let's go. Got, I got a, uh, a little bit of a theory that I heard that I don't know if this is something that can be done, if this is something that you guys had thought of. But let's say here in the near future that Damian comes out to actually get it cashed in. He gets the, the ref ready to go. They open up the case. There's no contract in there. Next thing you know, you see the demon Finn Balor come out on this from the walkway with contract in hand, and he cashes it in and gets the world title. Okay. Is that something so, that can even happen? I, okay. I, the only reason I'm asking is I thought that would be a great <laughs> little thing for the judgment day to be broke up that division between Finn Balor and Damian Priest. He's a demon. On what planet do we think demons are good with paperwork? I don't understand why you think the demon's coming through with a contract. 
Gonna you get guys all over it. the demon before and said when he dresses like it, like in that Rollins match, this is his hardcore type thing. Rod, I love that your retort was about the paperwork. That was fantastic. So, Chris, number one, anything can happen with anything in the WWE. Does not matter. Can that happen? Yes, it can. Has it ever happened? No, it hasn't. Has there ever been the actual contract that matters in the briefcase? No, it hasn't. Has someone stolen the briefcase and now I am the... Kind of. It has. Um... I th- I was going to ask the question, is Damian Priest, how is this cash-in going to work? Because it, it has to happen at some point. I don't think he's getting the championship. And I think, Chris, you're kind of on the right track where he gets screwed over somehow. What if it's by our truth accidentally or J.D. McDonough ac- accidentally, Rod? Ooh, J.D. McDonough would be a lot cooler because I don't want to see any harm befall my guy, R-Truth. But what if we just continue this paperwork theme that you guys started? And what okay. if when he tries to produce the contract, it's literally expired? They're like, hey, man, you're supposed to cash it in by this date. And it's like it's literally the next day and it's just expired. That'd be cool. That'd be a nice little twist. He has one year. Uh, again, again, Chris, unwritten rules that are written down but don't matter, right? He has one year from when he won it. I assume because that's when the next Money in the Bank pay-per-view is. Correct, yes. But no one's ever gone that far. But here's the thing real quick, Jimmy. we got to stop with Money in the Bank then. If we're literally going to have Damian Priest now not do anything with it and we just had Austin Theory not do anything with it, we got to stop with Money in the Bank. I love the idea of it. It's a great match to watch, but if we're not going to have the the suitcase mean a thing, what's the point? That's true. Uh, Well, we could go, but we had so many people that did get it that it, that got stale on that end too and that's kind of before you were around but every single person that won it won the title and then we had cena not win it then we had damian sandow not win it uh austin theory now not winning it so we do have some people that haven't um they might go one more before they go they go for it but again that world title that working man's championship that's a championship that damian priest can win for sure we Stop have. It. Why do you guys always do this? Every show, you guys got to take the belt from my guy. Listen, I wasn't in the ring. I didn't pull Seth's leg over too far. Seth did that for himself, right? I, I didn't agree. have anything to do with it. Why are you guys always coming at my guy? Because he has the belt that's realistically going to get attacked with this <laughs> money in the bank contract. I mean, that's just your guy's on top. He's got the target on his back. Why Rod. doesn't somebody cash in on Gunther? Why can't we cash in on, on the ring Damn. general? I mean, come Damn. on. Isn't that what Theory did to get the U.S. title? Yeah, well, not even but, Intercontinental. He went. I mean, I'm yeah. saying go above that. He went U.S. Or, or just let's let's just blow up the world here and go WrestleMania, Rock Roman, Night Two Championship match, Rock Rock bottoms Roman through the announce table. Damian Priest music hits, throws the Rock in the crowd, pins Roman Reigns. Damian Priest walks away, do a little Seth Rollins action. Uh, when he won his uh, his championship. I mean, you're joking, but I want to pin you down on something here, Jimmy, to continue yeah. this conversation a little bit before we leave, because I know you're about to wrap us up, because I know you. I can see that twinkle in your eye. All right. You said no to Randy Orton because Randy Orton is over and made in a bona fide Hall of Famer. Then who, Correct. Jimmy, who is the right kind of guy to be gotten over because they beat Roman, because what I would contend to you is your boy who you want to finish the story seems pretty darn over to me, and he comes from a pretty darn famous family as well. So who are you talking about? 
Who? 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 There's two people. Um, I think Cody Rhodes is still there because he's not a legend right now. He's got a legend for a father, and the story, while it is cliche now, would be amazing. And that moment, that WrestleMania moment, would be one for the ages, and they've had it in their hands, and I think they're going to let it go again. And you've got to be careful because you never know who's going to get hurt. Is Gunther someone that can do that? The only issue with Gunther is you want it. Roman Reigns is such a bad guy. Can we get another bad guy in? Another heel, if you will, Chris. Can we get another heel in? But since Gunther is so good and the people will be so behind him, can he be that kind of, you know, mid, you know, in between heel? I think if you set him up against somebody like a Logan Paul or a uh santos escobar one of those two guys who are heels right now well, what think- about a roman reigns can he be the face against roman reigns yeah please? listen i think we're gonna see something like that was another question i had for you is this injury to giovanni real or is that something that's been yeah written in- real they stopped that they go no, that was real they stopped that something happened i i actually missed that part but yeah that was that was real they stopped that. so match. that's what i thought so now we know there's an issue with imperium being a guy down does that further divide Gunther from Imperium. Yes, see, Chris, I love it. I love it. That's where I was going to go, right? That's what you do with Gunther. Gunther decides to break from the fools in Imperium and beats them down and says, you guys are weighing me down and loses the Intercontinental belt, and that's it. That's all you need, just that slight little turn right there. And you said it, Jimmy. People are already behind him. If he's the dude storming to Roman and he doesn't have the IC belt anymore and he's not rolling out with Imperium, he can still have the same damn dumbass music. But people will buy him as a as a as more of a face type, like Seth Rollins. I've always said it. Seth Rollins does so many things that he used to do as a heel. Dresses the same exact oh, way. Of course, has the same exact music that the WWE has admitted to crafting for him because it was heel stuff, and then it got turned <laughs> and became a face thing. So Gunther can absolutely do what he does and be a face at it. So I love your call there, Jim. Yeah, I just I, I I don't know. You know, the other you know, there's not really many other people at this moment that are so not there. carrying cross is what you're saying. Uh he would be my third pick. Um he would be my third pick. And I think LA Knights in ring, and because that's someone else that people would think of in ring. LA Knight needs to continue to evolve, yes. I think. And it's His not ring skills a bit lacking if we can not for once criticize our guy. That. Let's let's get him some mid-card titles first. Yes, we'll, we'll that's what on. I'm saying, dude. Let's put the US belt on him. Let's put the IC belt on him. Like him and Logan Paul, come on. Those are two dudes that can go back and forth on a microphone. Let's sign sure. me up for that. Okay, for so sure. here's you guys still haven't mentioned one person who I'm surprised you haven't and this is somebody that i wouldn't want to see get this belt but jay uso why haven't you guys brought up him um that's a good yeah point, chris it really he's, is he's never had any kind of individual belt correct yeah you know couldn't you essentially launch a sean michaels type arc for him jim right guy who's coming out of tag team success the way sean michaels did and then was himself you know i mean and with the with the family lineage chris could be onto something there you know, my first reaction was he's not the world championship type. But then that's also someone that could be made world champion. That is your number one person in the promotion, right? 
if done, I, I think th- did they missed the mark though. Did they miss it? Yeah, he's not great did on the mic it? either, right? If we're gonna if we're gonna no. get on LA Knight for being not great in the ring, Jey Uso's not real great on the mic yet. But I like the, I like where you're going with that, Chris. Sami Zayn was someone they could have had beat Roman. Okay, they could have easily done that. By the way, shout out to Sami Zayn who took uh, who took a month off to come back and get 16 stitches in his head. Um, and then uh, also they could have done with your boy Drew McIntyre, which by the way you're gonna have to learn Drew Galloway. Drew Galloway moving forward, Chris, just so you know. So they had some opportunities to do that with people, but they can't go back there again. I think they might have missed the mark with Jay, but I like where your head was there because it was someone out of the blue. Not yes, out of Chris, the blue. Make sure someone you know that that's that. make sure you know that that's his name when he then fights a guy who now goes by the name of Brian Danielson, but then people will tell you that he used to fight this guy in another promotion where he was Daniel Bryan, right? Then there'll be a guy, Adam Cole, who also is in the WWE. And what you'll notice is this League of Janitors just features an awful lot of cast-offs who basically made their name being in another company, the far superior company. And Jimmy, I hadn't broke bad on AEW in a while, so I had to do it. Isn't Adam Cole a guy that had beef with Pat McAfee like a year or two ago, maybe? Yeah, 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 yeah. On the Pat McAfee show. They, they had a match in NXT. It was NXT, Pat McAfee's yep. first match in NXT, and it just it was amazing. Um, and with that, you have been listening to the Yeah We Know podcast, part of the Morgan You Knows podcast network. You're in the ring with Jimmy, Rod, and Chris. AW fans, it's a new year, but I just wanted you to know nothing has changed. Goodbye, Net. Yeah. What the hell was stop? Dude, I was trying to watch some of that garbage.